Welcome to the Grandstand Golf Podcast. This is the weekend golf update for the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. I'm your host, Adam Bapti, and as always, I'm joined with my brothers, Kevin. How's it going, everybody? And Craig. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Thank you, everybody, for, for listening. We have a huge week ahead. We have the Players' Championship. Our Players' Preview is already on YouTube, so subscribe to our channel there. Go watch that. And make sure to download and subscribe to our podcast as well. But we also had a big week this week. Craig, can you give us a quick recap on the Arnold Palmer Invitational? Yeah, so, you know, it was exactly like we expected at the start. Rory, who uh, a couple of us picked to win, uh, he jumped out, jumped out to a first-round lead, joined by our Canadian boy, Corey Connors. Uh, You know, as the week went on, we saw Bryson work his way up the leaderboard. Lee Westwood work his way up the leaderboard. Jordan Spieth showing up on Saturday. The wheels on Rory started to to teeter as we headed into Sunday. Uh, You know, it it didn't look good, the momentum, but he still Mm -hmm. was in striking distance. Um, The wheels fell off on the sixth hole, uh, as as we'll get to. Uh, (laughs) But really, you know, it it very quickly, Spieth Spieth faded. It very quickly turned into, I think, a Lee Westwood and Bryson DeChambeau story. Um, Right. You know, we saw the big drives out of Bryson, number six, over the corner of the lake. We'll get into that later. Um, it's it's essentially been the talk, I think, of the golf Twitter world uh, yeah. over the last couple of days. But really, G- Bryson did what he had to do. He drove it a long ways. He made big drives when he needed to. He made big putts when he needed to. Um, I think he made a lot of very underrated uh, shots out of deep rough when he needed to. Um, right. And... L- was standing over a five and a half foot putt to win it on the 18th hole, knocked her in, took yeah. her home. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, question for you guys. Outside of his driver, what was it about Bryson that you were most impressed with uh, in his performance this week? Kevin, why don't you, why don't you start this off? Uh, yeah, for me, it's probably his putting. You know, I think he, he really putted well this week and, and made the putts when he needed to, just like on 18, you know. It's not... It, it was five five feet plus and right in the heart for the win. Okay, so I mm-hmm. I kind of agree with one with one part. I agree with the recap, Craig. It's it's factual. <laughs> I, I, I guess I agree with that it. That is what happened. <laughs> um, but I think the part that I was most impressed with, I think you're right. In this thick, lush, rough, the power of Bryson is going to really kind of separate from the field. And his when he misses a fairway, like yeah, his driving is exceptional. But when he misses the fairway in this deep. U.S. Open type rough, he has such an advantage over everyone else getting it and chasing up into the green. I think I think that separates him in, in this type of course. Totally. I mean, it's strength, right? It's strength in being able to hit your more lofted clubs further, which is, yeah. you know, he leads the field in probably both of those categories, and that's what getting out of rough is all about. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the other factor that I, I think is brought up about that is – you know, when he's hitting, say, a nine iron and it has the length of a six iron, uh, there's a lot to be said for the club head speed you get uh, through that rough. Uh, and similarly, I think in that vein is his par three scoring is awesome. Like, I think it's one of the most yeah. under discussed things about Bryson, especially on a course like this where we see lots of longer par threes. Uh, I think he was all over 200, right? Or three of the four yeah, over 200? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know yeah. I know the majority of them are. Um, but he he's so good with his long irons, uh, and he hits them so high that he, he can he can hold some of these greens in ways that other guys just can't. 
but I, I just think that, I mean, so, you know, I said outside of his driver, I think the talk of the week is going to be his driver because some pretty special things happened with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think just before we get into that, I want to I want to make sure we focus on the fact that this was not just his driver that, that he won with this week. This was this was really him playing the best golf across the board. Absolutely. Like this, it seems like it's forgotten. It was forgotten at the U.S. Open. It's, it's forgotten recently with Bryson with the tr- transformation. He's not a long drive guy that just learned how to play golf. Like he is an exceptional generational talent. Even before he gained the weight and kind of changed his game a little bit. Like he he won U.S. Even before he turned pro and NCAA before he turned pro. Yeah, like he's an, Kevin. He's like you've done very well backing Bryson before. The COVID break, like you've done very well backing him, and yeah, he's he played had well. Five, at... five wins before he bulked up, um, and at yeah. one point there, I forget what year it was now, but yeah, he seemed like he was the hottest golfer out there, um, and now he's he's just added another element to it by by putting on the weight and the strength. But um, yeah, people like he, to break it down to just that. I feel like, um, and that's I, I feel like that's a fault to his complete game. And the other thing I really want to compliment him on is. Everyone does things a certain way, but like it takes pretty strong kind of commitment to do things like really commit to something that's going to completely change what like you think you're going to gain an advantage and you go 100% into it. And that's what he did. And the results speak for themselves. I think the three wins since the restart speak for themselves, including a major. Mm-hmm. The thing about Bryson too, you have to remember is Bryson was a talking point well before he put on he bulked up you know he's yeah, still the scientist. He, he all well yeah that i mean he nobody else played with all the same length clubs and yeah. you know had the arm lock putter going and all, all these things you know it, it's well, and, the, and that the, is one thing i was going to say he tried other things before he like he would try sides like he was a bad putter when he we first turned pro and he was experimenting with other oddball things before he arrived and and really has has started to thrive now with this setup i think because it meshes so well with his whole reducing variables approach to golf and like i think he is like <laughs> he's easy to poke fun of and he can be goofy at times and he can kind of put it on himself but it, like there's all a method to his madness and i mean take morikawa last week for example with him changing his putter grip he did exceptionally on the greens but like we don't make a big deal of it. like people go through these things to try to find the optimal performance and that's what bryson's doing it's just it gets all the the press well i mean mm-hmm. you have to admit I, I like it's not necessarily not necessarily people coming from a place of like loving the guy or hating the guy it's like Bryson does do things that make him very meme worthy, you know, like it, it's, he's it's just, fast. I mean, going back to the fire ants and stuff like that, like he, he, for sure. he puts it on himself sometimes. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like, I don't, I don't know if we necessarily want to get into the drives, but like, there's not a lot of guys out there that like hit a drive and then like go two fists in the air. Like, yeah, like it's just, it's, you did don't you typically see Lee Westwood, see that, Lee Westwood you know? making fun of it today, or I mean, making fun of it, poking fun of it. Um, after he hit his drive, he, he did the little, <laughs> For I the didn't crowd. see that, but that's yeah, it was awesome. good. It was really good. I like that. But it's uh, things like we... that. It's things like that that make Bryson always somebody that people are talking about. You know, it's not. Nece- I mean, obviously, yes, people sure. develop strong feelings about him one way or the other. But like, he is somebody who always does things that are in a in a sometimes bland game are noteworthy mm-hmm. and that For are, sure. are what people are going to talk about afterwards. And I think that's why, like, even if you don't like Bryson. I feel like you have to like the fact that there's someone out there doing it differently. Like that's what I don't get with like the people who who 
don't cheer for him, but don't like the fact that he's doing it. Like, I, I get if you don't want to cheer for him. That's fine. It's it's good to have people you cheer for and that you don't cheer for. Uh, but I just don't understand people who think it's it's it, bad it, to have people doing something different. Because I think it looks, it's it's different. Not only it's different, but it looks a little bit different. So you have Tiger come on the scene and he's super athletic and he's swinging like with more speed than anyone ever has. And he's changing the game. But he looks like an absolute natural like this yeah the most gifted uh, person he, ever he to pick has up a club. the the textbook swing and and he has that silky smooth pitcher perfect yeah. as opposed to like the the mechanical yeah um, you know but, choppy blocky you know it, it's very, very different rigid mm-hmm. and and also bulked up to the point of like he doesn't look necessarily like golf athletic or really many sports <laughs> athletic but You know what, though? I was thinking about the bulking up thing because one of the ones I was thinking back to, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Kobe bulked up at one point uh, early in his career. uh, And he got a lot of flack because before he had been a very fluid, skinny, um, agile scorer and then then tried to really put on power. And then he backed off of that a bit. But to me, like, so there's, there's the fundamental difference of golf where these guys don't have a salary. Like it's one thing to do that when you're getting paid, you know, back then I think NBA players were making somewhere in 10 to 15 million, but like really the golfers, they only get what they earn. So if you're going to do something very experimental with your body and it doesn't work out, you know, you could lose your career over it. So yeah. uh, it's just the, the, the power of your convictions to yeah. to have this plan to follow through on it, and then to now have it work and pay off. I, I, I think it's something that needs to be recognized and applauded. Completely agree. Applauded. I hundred percent agree. So let's talk this tournament a little bit. Well, yes. like, okay. Before let's talk drives. Let's talk his drives. Yeah, yeah. We kind of we talked everything else. Let's talk about six. It's hyped. It's been hyped up. Um, he's been talking about it on podcasts and on interviews for as long as this transformation has happened. It's Bay Hill number six. This is one of the. Um, the holes on the courses that the PGA tour goes through that he's going to try to like really he's had his eye on. Yeah. He had his eye on this, um, which anybody so who yeah. listens to our podcast, I'm sure, you know, it's a, it's like a horseshoe. You typically yeah. players have had to go around, like play a, a shot to the what, apex of the lake kind of, and then play into the mm-hmm. green. Um, and because it's a 340, 350 carry to the green from the tee box. Yeah. It, it, it's essentially a semicircle that's yeah. designed to you bite off as much risk as you want, which we'll get into it, I think, a bit more. But we saw Rory biting off the risk and, and it biting him a bit. Uh, but essentially, Bryson took on the most aggressive line. Maybe not the most aggressive line we've ever seen, but he did it successfully. We've seen other people yeah, take sure. on this line, uh, John Daly. But, yeah, John uh, Daly. <laughs> this, this is the first person to do it and pull it off. So Bryson's drive drives ended up 377 today and 370 yesterday. So. With tailwinds. So, yeah, yeah with, that, that's yeah. the thing I was going to bring up. He has said that he needs the win to do this. Um, so and so we, saw, chance... we saw on Thursday, yeah, we saw on Thursday that he didn't uh, yeah. have the wind. And he, was it Thursday or Friday that he um, didn't go for it as well on Friday? Uh, but yeah. essentially, I thought it was going to be one of these things where when he's not in contention, he's not really going to do it. Like, it's going to be one of these things he does when he's five, ten shots back and yeah, and just, you know, for the novelty of it when he's not in the tournament. Uh, so to me, that's one of the one one of the things about it that was that was the most impressive was both on Saturday and Sunday. He was very much in the tournament yeah. and, and took this very risky, bold play, which as 
Arnold Palmer says you must play boldly to win, and <laughs> and he kind of backed that up. So okay, I think Saturday he has the tailwind. Like it's building with anticipation. Like it's boiling. <laughs> like this anticipation is boiling over. There's so many people behind the tee box. Like we have, we don't have many fans there. We're twenty five percent capacity, but everyone wants to see it. And I mean, he gets himself pumped up. He hits it. The crowd's I mean, egging him on. The crowd is egging him on. I would say his target is maybe. 50 60 yards to the right maybe more and he has a draw he has a hooking draw towards the green right um and he gets it over and as kevin says he does that big two-hand fist bump and but i don't know that that's so my my thing about this is the only thing that i was a little bit disappointed about is that he's pretty much going across the whole thing anyways just aim it at the green you know like you're well, like I think you're it's like just, 60 I think yards it's, right just go over the green man just yeah. do it <laughs> I, I think that's... it's just that much more like essentially there's the margin of error like he has to hit it perfectly and like his ones that he hit would have carried to the green yeah but the line he took essentially gave him five or ten yards margin of error where if he doesn't catch it perfectly it it still gets there you know uh, yeah. but it was I obviously you, I it was the smart play but yeah it's just like a pure fan like... that has nothing on the line i want to see him go for the green maybe that's the maybe the green's the line the one he t- uh, is the line he takes when he doesn't have when he's not in contention yeah. you know that's right it's like that's okay right. i want to see like the top of the eiffel tower and i go from canada i travel all the way from france i go to paris i go to the bottom and go yeah, there's a top. Like, just go the <laughs> Looks whole pretty way. good. <laughs> like, yeah. Go all the way up. Like, why didn't you aim just 20 yards to the green and, and try to, like, hook it? Like, take, I don't know. He wanted. I actually think, I say, like, but, isn't yeah. the Eiffel Tower, don't you have to wait forever to get to the top? Like, I think I've only been sort of the mid-level. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, same here. I don't know. It was good enough. I don't know. I took the <laughs> stairs, I think, and then when I had to wait in line for four hours to get up the elevator, then I was I think so you and I were just that. too cheap to pay for the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Um, so one other thing just on his driving, I think that is also underappreciated, and Lee Westwood brought it up in his post-round interview, is the guys on tour are so impressed by how straight he hits it for how far he hits it. Like, that's what they always come back to. It's not that he hits it that far. It's that he hits it that far, and he doesn't lose it 100 yards offline every time. So I think that's... That's one of those things that we talk about the bulk and the swing speed, but there's there's a technique that he has practiced and and reinforced that is allowing him to hit this straighter than other people have have been able to, I think. And on the same note, I think it says something too that it's not just like a sideshow or like a a one-off or whatever it is, but the players on the course stop and watch like what he's doing and point out where his ball is. We the saw Rory do play- it. We saw Spieth do it. Yeah, exactly. The player's not playing. Uh, like we're talking about, we're tweeting about Mackenzie Hughes was like he could have done, he could have yeah. like he he had it. Like, yeah. So everyone's talking about it. like there's a, I think there's a mutual respect for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so- the other thing, just speaking of respect, I, one of the things you know, I, I think with all the hate that Bryson gets, I like to try to feed a little bit into the other side. Um, I think. Uh, I love how much he respects the game, respects Arnold Palmer, respects, you know, and I, I think I also, you see from great golfers, you see a lot of respect for Bryson. And I think it's because of how much he, how, how committed he is. Um, you know, he's a grinder. He works so hard for everything that he, he does and gets. Um, but I, I think you also see that he appreciates and respects the history of, of great golf. And, and that's, I think that's something that can too often be missed in today's day and age. Yeah, I agree with that. 
All right. So let's talk to and German here. He, he really wants to make sure that Rolex and Puma and so- <laughs> Free Soft and everyone gets their shout outs. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, let's talk. Did, okay. Any, any sh- shades of Peyton Manning there? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if I had sponsors, I'd be plugging them in right now, too. <laughs> Come on, I just like a lot of Canada hat. That's nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk to Terminator. Lee Westwood. Let's talk about Lee Westwood. Lee, he was... Lee Westwood. So does does him ending up in a divot on eighteen kind of epitomize like <laughs> Lee Westwood for you? Like it's just what right down the middle, right where you want to be, divot. I mean it didn't end his chances, but effectively how are you gonna supposed to hit it close from that spot? Has yeah, to play he, had, he had a great shot, but I, I agree. Like it is, you know, it's just you, you, knowing you probably got to make birdie there. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel I, like Lee Westwood's tournament this week sort of just epitomizes Lee Westwood. Like he 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 led Tita Green by uh, almost a stroke, not a full stroke, um, over Bryson, and Bryson yeah. just but better than he did. And and that's sort of, you know, that that's the one thing that kept Lee from winning a few big tournaments was his putter just got shaky and. Um, and you know what? Like while we're talking about a shaky putter, I hate to do it, but Corey Connors was right there too. If it on the back nine on Sunday, he literally had putts inside of ten feet. Where if he made them all, he would have been tied with Bryson. I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, he he has good putting stats on the week, but that's because he putt very well earlier in the week. Yeah, and then and, and, and then, I'm, you know, and I'm he made a big he eagle, to, but but he just yeah. he had putts that he could it's have like, been there. I, there's the two par fives on the back. Uh, you know, I was I was really pulling for Connors today. He was the guy. He was my sleeper this week, and um, sure. I backed him to win outright. So, um, yeah, like he had a putt on the the first par five on the back of about I want to say six or eight feet or something like that. He just missed that one, slid that by for birdie. Um, you know, obviously made the eagle putt, but then he misses the par on seventeen, which kind of that effectively ended his run because. He needed to at least par and maybe birdie 18. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I had a few exasperated Corey Connors comments uh, in, in the discord chat when, because he, he just, it felt like he had chances and he yeah. just didn't capitalize on them. Um, yeah. But I mean, ultimately also a great result for Corey Connors. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and also, you know, you, you threw it to me by asking what most impressed me with Bryson other than his drives and like, you know, all the drives and all that, you know, kind of the show aside, he made two bombs today. One for birdie, I think on the par five on the front there. And then uh, one for par on 11, par I want to say yeah. for par, like he won by one, you know, like those were, Oh yeah. Those were tournament winning mm-hmm. putts. And um, yeah, I mean, 50 feet on 11. It, you don't like making putts like that. They do somebody like Spieth, I think will tell you they do. Um, it, there is an element of luck to it, right? Like once you get a putt over kind of 30 feet, you need to make, it needs to bounce on the right line. You need to, you might, yeah, you yeah. might strike four of them exactly how you want. And two of them yeah. go in or something like that. It, well, it's um, like what we, what we in Canada call puck luck. Like you, yeah, you, totally. you throw, you throw pucks at the net and, you do it enough times and some of them will rattle in and that's, yeah. you know, that wings hockey games. And it's the same yeah. thing with golf. Like and so, you, you roll enough up or near the hole and sometimes they drop in and you need right. that to win game. You the hole gets in the way. Exactly. And, and my point being is that like when those fall for you, you know, Bryson did, he, he took advantage of it today. He mm-hmm. capitalized on it because mm-hmm. they don't always fall for you. And so when, when they do, 
you, you know, it's, it shows, it shows something when you get it done, when that's happening. Yeah. So before we leave the leaderboard here, I want to go back to Lee Westwood for a sec because I, it's becoming, it's striking a nerve to me. And I know these are PGA tour events. I get that, but it strikes a nerve to me when we get 10 FedEx cup standing updates throughout the entire day, the entire broadcast. But we talk about Lee Westwood and his PGA history and his PGA wins and all this. I mean, he's one of the most winning players of the past couple decades. Like he's, eighth all-time in a European tour wins like I feel like I don't know why maybe with the, their partnership that was agreed to late last year that, that's going to become a more a stat that's presented but it doesn't tell the complete picture I feel like but I think part of the story of Lee Westwood is for how good he is he, you would expect I, he, more yeah, success yes. in the states and and yes. so I think I think in part um it, it's not like if he just had, you know, Justin Rose level success or like a normal success for a, a player of, of you know, a good European player of sort of Lee Westwood's caliber, it yeah. wouldn't necessarily be the story. But he has been close and not got it done quite a few times in the States. And Yeah, but I hear you, Adam, like you're kind of omitting a lot of all victories the success. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the success, not, really. The, and the, the viewer... orders of merit and all those things. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. I think golf... As I said in the tweet, business is a booming for golf. Golf is doing really mm -hmm. well. We're getting a lot of new eyes to it. So a lot of those eyes, as Craig kind of touched on the history of golf that Bryson appreciates, they might not know that history. They might not know when we go to the players, all the kind of history that's happened there. We need to, like, they need to hear the complete history and the worldwide golf story and not just the PGA but like also you don't necessarily need to tell it like during the broadcast where you already so show so few golf shots like yeah. maybe yes one less one less pacific life summary but um <laughs> let's let's just uh let, let's maybe present it through through the, the broadcaster's voice while we're watching him play or something yeah i hear that maybe, maybe it was like Presented by Dubai Tourism. Okay, well, here's your European tour update. Like, <laughs> yeah. Does it need a sponsor? Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, That's just a little bit of bitterness. That's my yeah. being bitter. Uh, and one of the things I think they did do a good job of highlighting is his resurgence and, and how much that has, has come from yeah. his just attitude shift and and loving loving his golf life right now. He's got his, I think, fiance. Is that the relationship status fiance yes. on the bag haven't checked uh, facebook lately <laughs> it's complicated <laughs> um no like it seems even in his post you know he just had been within a stroke of winning and it was super close and in his post round interview he just seems like someone who's appreciating still being able to go out there and compete and play golf and everything that goes along with it i mean yeah, yeah probably what Quite a few hundred thousand dollar check helps, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Eases absolutely. the loss of it, but uh, the retirement, the retirement fund took a nice padding today. Yeah, I wonder. Um, so, uh, he he gives her a very generous salary too. You know, split income. <laughs> I don't I don't know how taxes work over in the UK. Um. So how about how about Spieth? Spieth Saturdays. That needs to be a oh, thing, sorry. Right? Just real Spieth quick before we. I, I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're leaving Corey Connors behind. Um. But Corey Connors. Uh. I think it was no, we're going to talk, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about Corey later on. Yeah, we got we got okay, a couple things okay. to Corey. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Spieth. Yeah, Spieth Saturdays. I mean, he shows up Spieth to the Saturdays, two, yeah. 220 yard par two or second hole par three, which the average proximity that day was 50 feet. 
and he gets a hole in one. And then he just like I was watching with my wife, and I'm trying to explain speed. Like he just he makes these miraculous shots. We've talked about it on the podcast. Like <laughs> the hole gets in the way so often. It's incredible. I mean, I'm somebody who's never particularly been a, a guy that cheers for Spieth, a Spieth fan. I don't but think any of us have him. No, but but you can't help but he's. I mean, he's putting on a show these days. I want to. It's I'm the time of day on Saturdays. On Saturdays, I need to just crack a beer when he tees off and totally <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the put my feet up and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the fa- my favorite tweets I saw this week. Um, at least Spieth is going to be so dominant on the Champions Tour where the third round is also the final round. <laughs> uh, it's so true. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's job, job, job or Job Fickett. Yeah. I like it. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really have anything else. Like, Spieth is... He, he, yeah, he's back. I mean, he's... I mean, I, I, I think really we're seeing how special Spieth is uh, in so many facets of his game, but he's still, he's still limited so much by his, by his driver and lack thereof. Yeah, but... Um, and it did come from, I think, Eddie Pepperell, but I, I saw it a couple times. Like, his low-cutting drive, it seems to be his go-to shot now, and it, it looks pretty solid. Like, if he can consistently get that out there um, and maybe just have a one-way miss, like, that that might put him equal with the field. I don't know. So I mean, he was, so he was seventh in tee to green, and he lost strokes off the tee. Spieth wow. is now has the same odds for the Masters as Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm. At twelve to one, that feels like a slight to Rom, to be honest. Like I know we haven't seen and like, Bryson. I guess maybe the, I, what sorry sixteen. Mean, I mean, so that's 12. how you guys decide where you're going to put your money. No, but I think that's I think that's just the sports books. I mean, it's a popular player, so like they're gonna they're gonna take as much as they can because they're gonna get so much action on Spieth. Yeah. Yeah. They want their money. Okay, so for the most of Sunday, it was a four-man race. Speed dropped out. Connors, Westwood, Bryson. But it was madness on Sunday with the weather, with the scoring, like three, three four strokes over par finish. Anyone else in the top 10 or any sneaky sneaky guys up there you guys want to talk about? Well, first off, just the golf course. Like, uh, it was, it's been two years in a row. I don't know if this is going to end up playing the hardest uh, this year. We had a pretty hard golf course uh, out in Torrey Pines for the Farmers. Um, and this one wasn't as hard until today. So, you know, the, this round might be one of the hardest, but I don't know for the full week if it'll play the hardest, but man, this, this course is a beast. Like we had beast. Yeah. Bryson was one under on the day. I thought Lee Westwood had a great round being one over on the day. Um, we saw very, very, very few people, uh, at even or below par and, Three Again. rounds under par, all at one under. Putnam, Matt Wallace were the other two, besides Bryson. And only four others at even. Yeah. With so, a, I mean, with if, you, if you enjoy carnage, this is, this is the golf course to watch every year. Well, not yeah. every year, but when the, when the when wind the comes wind up. Yeah. yeah, it sure is. And they, I think one of the other things that allows it to be this way, you know, compared to, say, Riviera with Genesis, is... Like they can keep the greens fast here because I think like there are, I'm not saying there's no slopes to them, but there's not some of the severity of slopes that you get at other courses. And so like they, I think they were rolling over 13 today, which on Mm -hmm. a windy day, uh, you you just can't do that on some other courses is let them go this fast. That's a good point. 
Yeah, so it was Carnage. I mean, do you guys want to? Are there anybody else? Is there anybody else in the top ten you want to talk well, about? Or? Just real quick, Andrew Putnam. Uh, I mean, both Andrew Putnam and Rishi, Rishi, Richie, 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 Wierenski. Yeah, uh, both those two. I mean, th- these are awesome finishes for them. Like we're talking four hundred thousand dollars they're making for for tied for fourth finishes. Um, Putnam now has. A few. I actually had written it down, but I've lost it here. He's got uh, a top ten at Genesis, and I think also at um, the Puerto Rico. So he he's playing really good golf right now. Um, do you, are you looking that up for me right now? He's got a top ten at Waste Management. And oh, it was Waste Management. And Puerto Rico, Puerto and then Rico. obviously this week as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's playing, he's in really good form for someone that I don't, I don't think gets a lot of credit and he definitely, I, I was questioning his price on DraftKings coming into the week. Well, I mean, coming into the week, he's ranked 163rd in the world. So yeah, so great I mean, finish. Um, Wierenski, he won the Barracuda last year, alternate opposite field events. Uh, and I think he actually had a top 10, uh, last year at the three M, but he's someone, I mean, this is probably going to be the highest finish he has this year. I mean. You never know, but uh, oh, cut the guy short. Just as you're pumping him up, <laughs> cut him right down. What I'm saying yeah. is, let's celebrate this. Is it, one of the most backhanded compliments ever. Here. <laughs> celebrate this because you'll never see it again. Uh, I'm afraid no. we're going to say about my boy Bez next. He's next on the chopping block on the leaderboard here. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to celebrate it. Uh, Chris Kirk, good finish. Jason Kokrak. Uh, so some not, go- some not so good finishes. Some of the guys I was backing this week, Rory, Hatton. Yeah. They went the other way today. So and Rory, what? I, and I bring those guys up because there's two two guys I was surprised to see not play well in conditions, to be honest with you. So I, I think I want to say first, before we talk about them kind of blowing up or going the other way, Rory was a half stroke worse in the field. Yes, compared to his talent, that's bad. And Haddon was a stroke and a half. Like, there were only four and, and five I mean, over. you take away his first two drives on number six, and he's actually... The fact that he up. made a seven there was remarkable. I think that's the best seven I've seen in my life. Yeah, it is, <laughs> for sure. But but just to... The stat you just made there, or said there, Adam, like, they're half shots worse in the field and one and a half shots worse in the field, but they're, like, top ten in the world. They're not supposed mm-hmm. to be worse in the field. They're supposed to be setting the pace, right? So... That's this why isn't it's Rory's usual ba- way of backdooring into a top ten. Usually he's usually he's uh, shooting low to, to backdoor in instead of relying on Keegan Bradley to bogey the last hole. Yeah, <laughs> what a man of the people! What six other people. people in top ten. Yeah, we went, we went from like a super tight top ten to like all of a sudden seventeen guys had top tens this week. <laughs> That is a man of the pe- per- people right there. I love um, it. But Hatton, Hatton surprised me probably a bit more than Rory, uh, just because I I think of him more as the kind of guy to play well in these kind of conditions. Um, I'm sure that uh, we'll get into it a little later, but Kevin's one-and-done pick. I'm sure you're not too happy about it. but Well, I got to I gotta say, you know, Hatton is, has the reputation of being a bit of a you know hot and cold guy. Well, I feel like this week with him as my one and done pick, I got the full hat and experience. <laughs> I was at the lowest of lows. You're, you're the left feeling kind of lukewarm. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, well, uh, I don't know. We made a good, a decent check <laughs> on to next week. Yeah, because he, he, it looked like he wasn't going to make a cut. And then I think he had four birdies coming home on Friday to squeak into the cut. And then a no, he great... didn't squeak in. He just, he, 
leapfrog yeah. they kind he, of was... he made it by a couple but but he was outside of it with a few holes to play uh and then a great saturday put him 66 on saturday yeah i think yeah. he was top i think he was tied for 11th going into the day something like that anyway Unfortunately, yeah. he didn't didn't finish it off, and and the thing highlighted was, is, highlighted by a straight. Uh, I, I saw um, Dylan Dylan Deathier, I think is his name on uh, on Twitter, called it a straight cold pop out of the rough when he hit it about fifty yards. Oh, first hole, right? I, I don't know. It, uh. it might not have been a cold top, but uh, he was he was in thick rough and tried to get at it with a hybrid or a wood, and it it did not. Uh, there was no solid contact with the ball. <laughs> His strokes gain stats were remarkable. He lost four and a half strokes putting in round one, then was top three round two and three in strokes seen T to green, and then I think pretty middling in round four. But that is a full hand roller coaster. Like you got the full experience. I got the experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got what you I, he's I actually, he was actually third on the week in strokes gain T to green. <laughs> Um, I, I was a bit surprised though because he last year when he won the conditions were pretty tough too. Mm-hmm. So I thought he'd play well in in weather, but un, you know it just wasn't his day. Okay, guys, are we moving on from the leaderboard? Are we moving on from the tournament? Going into three stars here. Let's do uh, it. Well, real quick, we sort of danced around this one. Speed, we're happy to say he's back. Yes, sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll stamp it. I'll. <laughs> I'll stamp or I'll notarize it when he gets a win. We've, okay. Yeah, we've talked about this last two weeks. I, I, I just want to see. We got to we got to check in on the speedometer. I thought you were. I thought you were upset. We had mentioned right uh, Max Homa's top ten. We could talk about that too if you want. Max Homa's top ten was impressive. We'll get into that. I think when we get into the the good bets, bad bets, red bets, green bets. Yeah. Okay, three stars. Uh not super exciting this week, guys. I'm sorry. I, I you know. It just kind of it's right in front of you this this week with three stars. Third star Corey Connors was in contention for a lot of week, fell off a little bit on Sunday. He's a remarkable ball striker. If his putter cooperates, he's going to be giving himself in in uh, winning positions in future tournaments. Seven top twenty fives in his last nine starts, playing very very good. The one thing that kind of irked me, and I, I don't know if this is just my take or this is an incorrect take or whatever it is. It's an opinion, so I guess I can have it no matter what. They talk about his it's wife incorrect. Mallory. <laughs> they no, talk about actually, his wife they... Mallory all the time. Like, like, like because she had one drink at the Valero Texas Open. Like, it's always like this kind of like off, like backhanded oh, joke like, about well, her drinking. She's going to and... be celebrating this one. Yeah, like just leave her alone. Like she's a good Canadian girl, like small town Canadian girl. Well, I so also I... think it's. I think it's because she, you know. The the Connor story is, I think, oftentimes undersold. How awesome the go like the Monday qualify Monday, winning totally. Um, so as the spouse of that person, yeah, you're like stoked. Like this is life changing when yeah. this is going down. Absolutely. And so like Man, that reaction yeah. now has sort of become a meme for these broadcasters. That like anytime he's on a he's relevant in a tournament, they they need to bring this up and they've got a camera on her. Like I would just be so over it if I was her. It just I, it you seems know what like- that. I hope that she kind of takes it the other way and she just like has fun with it because yeah yeah it was awesome like at the Valero it was awesome like it was one of my favorite parts of watching that broadcast I was like yeah she's stoked like and <laughs> yeah. I was like you know why she's so stoked because she's about to become a millionaire like, yeah and like and her husband has job security now job and, security you know, like he, that year life he got into changing 
he no, got I, into the Tour like Championship awesome that moment. year. You know, like that's another bonus check. Mm-hmm. It's it's an awesome moment, but it seems like it's like fact sheet. It's like Antonio Gates plays plays basketball. Like Mallory, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. for like, sure. For sure, it's that. Like, like w- like watch one. him box out in the end zone here. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I Tony like, Finau played basketball too. If you didn't, if you yeah. didn't know that one. Yeah. Okay. Second star. Oh, sorry, Lee just West- real quick on Connors, because I don't know. If, oh, we are getting back to him. We'll get back to him. <laughs> I thought this was my chance. No, we got another chance ahead. Don't worry. Just spo- spoiler alert. This is not a chance. <laughs> Lee Westwood is second star. Um, this was pulled up, I, I think, from Justin Ray. I, I, I hope I got that right on Twitter. He said, Lee Westwood is the first player to hold a 54-hole PGA Tour lead in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. That cool. is, like, I know we talked about that like, he hasn't translated that to win, but, like, four decades, guys. Like, I know it's late 90s, early 2020s, but come on. That is, I mean, that's, that's Vince awesome. Carter-level, yeah. like, type record. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I wish I he had four wins in all decades, but... Yeah, I, I would have thought that Phil would have gotten there, but he, his play since the decade flipped has not been so hot. No. Yeah. That's the, that's the issue. That yeah. is impre- uh, That's really cool stat, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well-deserving uh, of the second star. Yeah. Like a, like a long putt, also a little bit lucky, just in terms of age <laughs> yeah. and opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you got to split those decades right. <laughs> yeah. First star is Bryson... Three wins in his last 15 tournaments. Uh, like I said, he destroys the deep, thick, rough in these type of courses. So there's been 18 tournaments he's played since the COVID restart. His, I would say, kind of official start of his transformation, maybe. Um, three wins in 18 starts. 16% winning percentage. Experiment is working. That is excep- exceptional. It, it won't continue 16%. That That is very, very, very high, but... That is exceptional. Sorry, did you say three out of 15? Three, three of, of his last 15. Oh, but okay. since the restart, gotcha. three of 18. I was going to say three of 15 is 20%. But I got you. <laughs> three of 18. I'm good with it. First star, absolutely, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's What yeah. can you say? What can you say? I'm you just happy it. I still got him in my pocket for one and done. I, I, I almost too. pulled the trigger yeah. here. All of us do? Is that right? Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Good form for the highest purse next week. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Stock up, stock down. Uh, Craig, you want to lead us off? Sure. Uh, well, you're just saying that because you know who I'm going up with here. Uh, <laughs> stock up. I'm going Christian Bazudenhout. Bazudenhout? Bazudenhout? Bazudenhout. I like uh, how you say Bazudenhout, though. It's your own thing. So you talked me into, I was going to not play him in DFS this week. Uh, you talked me into it. I, I, I pivoted onto him. I just think that his short game is so good. So, so the real reason I think that he's a stock up for me, uh, and the reason I, I was a little bit hesitant to give him the respect before now this is actually his first top 10 on the pga tour um oftentimes like a lot of your points in support of him uh are are things he's done in the european tour and uh especially you know the back-to-back wins really pop the back-to-back wins he had on the on the european slash sunshine tour uh events Mm -hmm. in the you know in the late fall there uh which you know, the European tour fields can be variable, but some of those ones in Africa, not everyone traveled down to those. So um, 
So some of those South Africa fields were not the strongest. So, you know, I was taking those with a bit of a grain of salt. I was taking, maybe maybe I was taking a little bit his, how how good his form has been with a grain of salt because of that. Uh, but I, I think his game, I mean, his his putting is so good. His short game is so good. Uh, I think if he, he's one of these guys that when he has a good ball striking week, he's going to be in the top tens. He's going to contend. Um, I think he's probably one of these people who's going to play harder courses better um, then he'll play yeah, easier like courses. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think it's a clear stock up for me. Yeah. Um, the one thing I want to add, as this is also like a player's championship tease, obviously we had one round of player's championship before it shut down uh, last year due to COVID. He opened with a minus seven last year. Mm-hmm. Round him, one, minus seven. Hideki? Was Hideki? Well, no, Hideki, Hideki got was... nine under. Hideki yeah. oh. tied the course record. Did, like, um, did Hideki get any? Like, did they? Did they just I not think give they up? paid them all like fifty something thousand or something, something like that. They should have like cut the prize into a quarter. Like, did everyone get a, a round in? Cut it into a quarter and then pay out the prizes. CT Pan didn't. <laughs> we know that. Um, yeah, thanks. I agree. Stock up. He's got it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, you know we've spoke about this before, but if you don't know, he's got a great story. So uh, go look that one up oh, and check it out. Uh, yeah. He's just someone I think that is an easy guy to cheer for. Yeah. Stock down, Francesco Molinari. Um, Francesco. He's someone. He's someone that I don't know if we actually had him as a stock down after his cold top over at Pebble Beach, but uh, I I thought that was a bit of an anomaly, an aberration. Uh, If you caught him, he was in Rory's group on the first couple days, and so he had some PGA Tour live time, and it, man, it was not easy to watch at times. Like, he, he, uh, his form hasn't been that bad. Like, he's, he's had some good results in tournaments, but he's also just had times where he looks out of sorts and it definitely was that way for uh, more than just a moment on, you know, this week uh, he ended up, uh, what did he end up here? Plus seven, I want to say. Um, yeah, I think way out of it. But uh, yeah, so so it's a stock down for me. I don't know when I'm going to start trusting. He was plus eight. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to start trusting him enough again to, to put him into lineups or, or have any stake on him. But uh, yeah, stock down Francesco Molinari. Yeah, I agree. He was. Yeah, I almost got him in here as stock down as well. So I'm glad one of us talked about him. We, it it we didn't, didn't pass have the him, eye test. <laughs> like, we didn't have him as a stock down after Pebble because I had him as my one and done, and I was not allowed to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, Kevin, who you got moving up? Who you got moving down this week? All right, for me, moving up is Corey Connors. Okay, oh, good. We can <laughs> finally talk. <laughs> you can talk about him. Uh, no, let me talk about him first. So Corey Connors is 60th ranked in the world. Uh, I think that's before uh, this result is added. But he's 16th in shot strokes gain, T to green. Um, always going to be the strength of his game, I think, T to green. Mm-hmm. This is for this season, this, this putting, season? Strokes gain, putting. Um, but even in spite of that, he's... 22nd with strokes gained overall. So he's like making strokes on the field consistently, right? So this is a guy who's ranked 60th, who's currently 22nd in strokes gained. So I I think I saw uh, someone who sort of calculates the rankings before they're actually calculated. And he said he's going to move up to 44th. So it'd be a nice little jump for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw that top 50. Anyway, so... He's just a guy I think that flies a little bit under the radar. You know, he mm-hmm. he has 
he had a poor restart. After the restart, he I for about the first ten tournaments, he sort of missed the cut or was in the a thirtieth place kind of finish. Um, so I think he kind of lost some of that uh, confidence that some of us had had gained in him after his season where he did win the Valero there and with how well he was playing. But as of the last ten tournaments, you know, he since the you know, the Zozo's going back way, but he was T8, T24, T10, T10, T17, T37, mm-hmm. T17, and now a yeah. miscut at the Genesis last weekend. And then, um, yeah, third place now. So he's he's trending. Like, if you're looking for a guy to be top 20 kind of bet, like, you're getting pretty good odds on him right yeah. now because of, you know, where he is in the world and that he hasn't, I mean, maybe not so much after this, but I still think he's going to fly lower than he should under the radar. Um, He's a guy I I would definitely be looking at. With that in mind, he did finish T10 at the Masters in November. So, um, Heck yeah, he did. Uh, The miscut of Genesis was right on the number, and a lot of people thought it was going to move. I thought it was going to move. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Um, right. So just a couple things I want to say on Corey Connors, because... uh, Adam and I were pumping him up on our live DFS show on Wednesday uh, because Sam Burns and Cameron Davis were getting a lot of love going into this week. And that love has now shifted into maybe not so much love after they both missed the cut. But we're saying that Corey Connors is a lot like them uh, in the in terms of the fact that he's a really good ball striker uh, who, you know, his putting doesn't show up every week, but he kind of his form has been really good and he's on the verge of popping and like he has that type of game where his ball striking so good he could pop any week yeah. um but then the the thing that i had wanted to mention about him the uh after the round was over uh one of the guys on i think it was golf channel after after broadcast coverage had ended was talking about how you know like it was a clear victory for for strength and power over like a rhythm swinger and like I just, I was like, like, did you just forget that this guy who has a beautiful, is a beautiful rhythm swinger was like in contention throughout the whole tournament? Like, it's just, (laughs) it's so, it it was so clearly like not reflecting what we saw in, you know, one of the best rhythm swingers out there who just has, you know, every time you see a shot from him, you're just like, yeah, like, I wish I could swing a golf club like that. That just looks so smooth and repeatable. Uh, I, I, I think that, it's in a day and age where everyone is saying that this type of golfer is dead. I, I think he's a prime example of the fact oh, yeah. that it's not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still hits it far if that's what you're talking about. Oh, he's he, only like he, a 296 ish. He's average. a below like average like... distance guy, but it's just so repeatable and it's so, he's so accurate. Uh, but I, I mean, I he's more, think, he's more I... like, he's more like Hovland Morikawa where he's, uh, or maybe Morikawa more than Hoffman, but like middling in terms of distance, but just so accurate with their ball yeah, striking. Totally. Yeah, but I don't think he... Yeah, okay, fair. But he's not like he's a short hitter. He's just at an average hitter on PGA Tour, pretty much. Like, he's, Yes, <laughs> but, but we're talking about the dominance We're not talking about like Zach bombers. Johnson here or something. I, I, I know, but we're talking about the dominance and how like bombers are taking over the game, especially in a week. Like that's what they were talking about in this broadcast okay. I'm talking about when that's the talk when Bryson wins is that, uh, you know, the, the game is changing yeah. and, and... And he's a rhythmic swimmer. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I hear you on that one. And I agree. He's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, like, and that's, yeah. Agree to, to agree. Watch. Agree to okay. agree. 
everyone get their Corey Connors comment. Is that it for Corey Connors? Yeah, he's Canadian. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, good one. Good one. Okay, um, stock down, Kev. Moving down. Uh, Justin Rose. So Justin Rose this week had to withdraw due to back spasms uh, at just shortly into the third round, um, which is worrying moving forward if he's starting to you know, experience these back spasms. You never want a guy that's going to be potentially out mid-tournament if you're backing them, obviously. Yep. Um, so I, I was starting to kind of look a little bit more into Justin Rose. He's down to 36 in the world, which he hasn't been that low since 2010. Um, he's con- consistently been inside the top 20 and a lot of the time in the top 10. Um, so since the restart, he's played 18 events. He only has four events of those 18 inside the top 20. Um, and two of those were the first two events. So, you know, in his last 16 events, he's only got yeah. two inside the top 20. He's just, for me, he's somebody that I, I can't have a lot of confidence in. He, he's still, with name recognition, higher than I think he should be in the in the betting lines a lot of the time. Um, and I just, I don't know, I can't I can't get behind him at this point. He, he has played Augusta well in the past, um, you know, most notably probably when he was up against Sergio there in the playoff. Sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just I really don't think he's in very good form right now, um, and he's somebody I'm going to be staying away from for the time being. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, it's, it's a stock down to me um, because I think mostly just because anytime any soft tissue injury, but especially with golfers and backs, it's just something to stay away from. Like it's for me, once you see back injury, a, a guy has to go out there and, and show that it's not affecting them before I'm really going to go out there and take shots with them. Um, but I don't know if you did bring this up, but he did have a, a second over in at the Saudi. He did. Saudi. I, I said yeah. he had some two top twenties. That was one of them. And yeah. a, a ninth <laughs> at the PGA. That was included as well. That was, but okay, so I I agree. I think he is a stock down, but he is still someone I'm going to have on my radar for the next little bit. I'm looking at the Masters specifically. Gets I'm talking DFS. His price gets down. People don't want to play him. He's had I think five of the last six, four of the last five, kind of top twenty fives in the Masters. A couple top tens, like. That's a in DFS purposes. That's a sneaky play. Um, well, I, I think it is. I think I think the form is priced in, but that's where like I worry about the injury. I think the I think we're seeing the form priced in, and so it can become a good value. But it's it's more the the, the back injuries are just such a such a tenuous thing for golfers. Oh yeah, like eleven of the last twelve Masters, he's been top twenty five. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, like it, that's it's like it's a little bit um, like the Sergio playoff we talked about, but it's a little Lee Westwood where you kind of like you kind of wish someone like that was invited back forever, you know? Like you kind of wish they got their one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, you, you guys, you guys <laughs> look like you're not drinking my Kool Aid about him being a stock down. You're like he may be a stock down unless. Well, no, I agree. Stock down, you know. but I, I'm a, I'm a zigger when people zag. I, yeah, I, oh, I and, like that, and that's the thing I think about DFS. Um, because you you don't do DFS so much as you look at at betting lines and stuff. Um, but really, you you one of the most advantageous things you can do is go against the grain. So when you see right, of a guy like like Justin Rose falling, then it's like okay, well, there's you know there's pedigree there. Even if there's nothing recent, you know that 
all it takes is for things to kind of click. I mean, Phil has a lot of pedigree too, but uh, I'm not I'm not really trusting that pedigree a whole lot. Although, <laughs> actually, did you know that Phil fell out of uh, the top 100 for the first time since? Any guesses? Oh my God! No, I I couldn't venture a guess. Throughout a year. 1996. 92. Split the difference. Well, close to splitting the difference. 93. He's been in the top 100 golfers since 1993. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. So just to be clear, since 93, did he, was he, out of it then in 92? So am I correct there? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. My stock up. I'm going... Hideki Matsuyama, um, kind of like Hatton, had a bad round one, 75, bounced back to go 70, 69, 72 to finish in the top 20, T18, after a very poor Thursday. Um, I think he's just been playing really good golf recently, and the the round was kind of like his kind of move from the West Coast to Florida, I think. And I think um, that kind of is captured in his in his weekend here. Uh, last eight rounds, so this is WGC and uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational, tough courses. He has gained over 1.88. Let's call it just under two. 1.88, just under two. Uh, strokes in total on the field in five rounds of his last eight. So over half the time, he's gaining two strokes per round in those last two tournaments. It's just the that's, bad rounds that that's I've heard. very very good. Yeah, it's the bad rounds. It's the putting. We know with Hideki, but he put, um, he was a positive putter this week. He was, he was, but he was bad on the West Coast. He was bad. Mm-hmm. And Kevin knows. He, he, but he's been I bad think, for like the last year or two, <laughs> three. <laughs> um, why? So, it, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why this week too. Obviously his play through the weekend, I think was really good. But as we mentioned earlier on the pod, his 63 Thursday, or Thursday of the Players' Championship last year tied the course record. I think we can see this kind of a, as an up, like I said, stock up. For Hideki going into the players, maybe he can do something special. I don't know. Maybe he can. Yeah. So from a DFS point of view, I've been taking shots with him in showdowns, but I have not quite trusted him tournament long in a little while because it does seem like he's going to have times during the week where he doesn't put it all together. This would be one. You know, approach play is so is such a big factor at Sawgrass that uh, this would be one where I, I might consider him. He might get chalky, though. I don't know. It's really early, but he might get... I don't know. We'll see. We'll okay, see. stock down. Adam Hadwin. Uh, I mean, we're talking about good Canadian boys a lot with Corey Connors, but Adam Hadwin did not have a good tournament. Finished plus seven, missed the cut by a significant margin. He lost two strokes per round putting. Um, and that's... I mean, that's just not what he does. He he needs to kind of score with his flat stick there. Um, but the long-term problem, the season problem, is the strokes and approach numbers. He's been mm-hmm. positive strokes and approach for the past four consecutive seasons. Um, but this year, he's losing 0.43 strokes on approach. Even recently, so his last 15 rounds, so it's, it's not getting any better. His last 15 rounds, he's lost in 10 of his last 15 rounds on approach. He, it doesn't look like, it, there's a lot of signs it doesn't look good right now for Adam Hadwin. Yeah, well, it's a stock down in my head, but not in my heart. He's still, yeah, still stuck up in my heart. Um, I, but he is going to start the, falling down the the world golf rankings too, which which is going to affect his ability to get into tournaments, which is a big concern. I like that. Even though you had him as your stock down, you did decide to dress up like him tonight and make him feel better. 
<laughs> I'm constantly in my Adam Hadwin costume, so it, I do it tears think me to I do, do think he's someone that plays better on harder courses. So maybe once we see him, although he's probably is he in the Masters? He probably isn't. I'm not sure if he. Is. I don't know how he would get in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, so uh, so I don't know how I get in. I don't know. How maybe I'll have to do something in the next month here to get into the Masters. Yeah, sadly, I think that might be true. He's world number ninety, so I mean, he and and he'll move win. down. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, speaking of moving down, I I think I saw in the early teased rankings, Rory's going to fall outside the top ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's not good. That is not okay. good. Moving on. It's Kevin's center of the club face, pie in the face moment. Kevin, what have we got this week? Well, this week we're calling it the face segment. Oh, the face segment. <laughs> a I'm, a my new apologies. working title. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty simple this week. It's center of the club face is Bryson's drives. You know, that was kind of the talk of the tournament. We've all had those drives where you hit it right on the sweet spot and it feels great. So, um, you know, we've already talked Speak about them for enough. yourself. <laughs> we've all had those three irons you just straight yeah, there right? we go thank you, thank you. <laughs> if anyone doesn't get this it's because Adams refused to play a driver I think you might have one in your bag now a three wood now don't you I, ha- I have a driver I also I hit my three wood pretty good but I have a huge mental block with my driver I don't think then I've seen should... Adam hit a wood off the tee in probably a decade so <laughs> It, it limits his upside. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to make the to make sure distance doesn't take over his game. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, Bryson's drives. Talk of the tournament. Um, pie in the face moment. We're gonna go with Rory's drives, particularly Rory's drives on six. So you know, we already mentioned Bryson's drives went three seventy seven and three seventy on Sunday and Saturday, respectively. Um, Rory today hit three drives on number six, 320 into the water, 319 into the water, and then 324 into the fairway. So um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He was sitting, I believe, four back at the time, needed to make something happen, and that was not what he needed to make happen. He did eagle his third ball, best seven (laughs) we've ever seen. That second shot in there was special. Yeah, like two fifty out or to yeah. three feet. Yeah, but really, you know, I I was a little bit surprised at his angle, but you know, he they they did carry three twenty. It, it looked like he overdrew it. It looked like um, yeah, it just drew more than he expected to. And, and I think with Rory, I mean, he can hit all the shots, but uh, he would. I mean, those are the kind of shots that he hits close to as far as Bryson, but they, they have a lot of role to them. Whereas yeah, they're Bryson, different trajectory. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, so, it, it did just look like that he overcooked him and he knew it, especially on the second one. Cause he's like both of them. He was just saying, get up. Cause they were close. They were really, really close to carrying and they just didn't. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, I wanted to see him make a move there and he made, unfortunately the he gets way, the pie in the face. Pie in the face. Pie in the face. And then I was thinking this one, I'm going to call it maybe a special one that I'm adding to the face segment this week is is maybe like the basketball in the face. You know, like a basketball is typically one you just don't see coming and then you get in the face. and It's, it's awful. It feels terrible. Yeah. I think that was Lee Westwood getting into the divot on 18 today. You know, it's just like, I'm going along, enjoying my day, hit a great drive, wham, face basketball in the face. 
So it's like you're doing like the old like weave in, in grade school and like someone's trying to weave through and it's like right at the face, like chest pass right <laughs> to the face. Just boom. Yeah. So that was the basketball in the face moment for Lee Westwood, unfortunately. I like this up. I like how the segment changes every week. I, th- I think you got to keep that up every week. <laughs> Do your creative juices flowing. I'm not locking myself in to anything yet. <laughs> okay, moving on to our DFS pick segment. Uh, first, our picks grid post on Twitter every Wednesday. There's a lot going on here, so I'll try to I'll try to get to it. Oh, I, I already see. I forgot fades. Anyways, Craig nailed the winner. Craig Bryson twelve to one Craig. nailed the winner. Kevin and I were don't both know, Don't know how you guys didn't see this coming. Pretty clear to me. That's why I didn't take him as my one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah well, just to be clear, Adam and I took the favorite, and Craig took the second favorite. <laughs> real risky there. Uh, sleeper is pretty good, though. Uh, as Kevin kind of talked about, Corey Connors was his sleeper at 100 to 1. He got third. Uh, I had Matt Wallace, 125 to 1. T18 got a top 20. Luke Liss made the cut. Craig Sleeper, 100 to 1, uh, with a 63 fellow back on the weekend. Our fades. Um, All did Fitz- great. So Fitzpatrick, Matsuyama, and Spieth. As your listeners know, we like to fly as close to the sun as possible. So, they, hey, they all made it. We didn't have Patrick Reed. That's That would have been a good fade this week. Yeah. I feel like or I, Hoffman. my fades... Hoffman would have been a good fade, too. Yeah. I feel like my fades tend to, like, rotate, though, through, like, Kepka, Bryson, and Patrick Reed. <laughs> For no <laughs> real reason. <They'd... laughs> Just yeah, guys sure. I know can take it. Um, so I laid off read this week. Top Canadian. Craig went with stock down. Adam Hadwin miscut. Kevin and I saw what was going to happen. Obviously one with Corey Connors, third place. Um, one and done. This is where it gets interesting. So we had last week's one and done. We're all within about a hundred grand here. One and done. It was myself with, uh, Bezayden Hout. Craig went Fitzpatrick and Kevin went with Hatton. It was interesting because going into the day, they were all within a stroke. So it was a, all within it was a down stroke. to the and wire. Sunday. And then they were tied almost immediately, I think. Yeah, because Fitzpatrick yeah. had an early birdie. And was changing. I think we talked about it on one podcast, but the winner uh, has to submit their pick first for one and done. So there's a lot not, of... Not the winner of the week, whoever's in the, the lead. The leader. Yeah. The overall winner. So uh, Bez got 7th, Fitzpatrick got 10th, Hatton got 21st, shook up everything again. So now Kevin's in third at 3,100,000. Craig's in second at 3,200,000. And I retake my spot in first place at 3,240,040 above yeah. Craig. Yeah, I've glimpsed I've glimpsed the summit and I cannot go back to just being a <laughs> just being an also ran. I'm going to have to going to have to sweat this players players pick pretty closely. So players biggest purse coming up I guess personally, we're year. all within 140 grand here. It's going to be interesting. There are uh, maybe I'll post it to our website or social media this week who we've picked, kind of what our picks have been so far because we have some interesting, outstanding picks that what, people, like, uh, people we haven't played. I, I, I wish I still had ROM. That's the one that just haunts me. I mean, you used them at the same time, the US Open. Um, there's a few that haunt me. Rory at the Masters. <sighs> oh, yeah, that sucks. <sighs> you know, for me at the Masters, that one hurt. <laughs> it's the only time you finished outside the top five this year i think yeah <laughs> okay good yeah that's true good <laughs> bets bad bets red bets green bets uh kevin i i see you have something funny here why don't you kick it off 
<laughs> well, no, it's because somebody put in our notes that Kevin ended the week even. Unfortunately, this week I did not end even, so I laughed at that comment. But that it was a bad, it was a bad week for me. <laughs> I backed uh, Hatton, Rory, and Connors to win, and I had a couple of those guys on like top twenties, top ten. Sorry. So, uh, well, for Hatton, so um, didn't get that one. I did get Homa as a top 20. I mean, I'm going to keep making that bet. That just pays for itself seemingly every week here. And lately, well, he so. plays every week too. So yeah, he has been lately. So, um, you know, that's, that's really my only glimmer of light on this otherwise miserable week of betting. The Homa Homer gets his uh, money back with Homa. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, Craig, what's yours? Okay. Well, let's start. I'm going to go with my bad first uh my bad bets were my so i'm talking showdown saturday low salary plays so so i don't know if you remember back so i'm going bad bets saturday my low salary plays robbie mcintyre for saturday these were picks for saturday showdown got it got it got it uh robbie mcintyre ricky fowler justin rose Justin Rose withdrew partway through the round. <laughs> McIntyre, I think, probably was higher out of the day. Ricky was a close second behind him. You didn't um, pick so, Ricky on our show, did you? No, no, these weren't these weren't necessarily my picks. Oh, okay. These these okay. were just plays that I had like fairly high exposure to. Um, but then my other my good is my other low salary plays on Saturday that just absolutely saved my day were, were Gim and Westwood and both those guys just yeah. uh, charged up the leaderboard uh, nice. I didn't get Bradley who was the other one who charged up the leaderboard that day uh, but they, they definitely bailed out a few made it a, a fairly neutral um, showdown day for me um, but my so so getting into my green bets Friday showdown was my only winning <laughs> So I, you know, I, I, typically I'm playing, uh, I, I play Friday, Saturday, Sunday showdown, and then a tournament long. I, I, I don't usually do Thursday showdowns. Um, but so of those, Friday was my only positive one. Saturday was a break even. Uh, but my, my real, my red, <laughs> red bets for the week were my, my Sunday. I just got wiped out, um, wiped out my Sundays and um, also really took my tournament down my tournament long plays down. It was just an ugly, ugly day for me. So, um, yeah, it, it's overall, it's about a, a minus 25-ish percent on the week. So Hey, that's uh, okay. We, that's a... F- it, it, it's house money from a, the last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's uh, you know, like I, I say to Kevin, it's just paying taxes for, for when you get the hits. Don't be too hard on yourself. You had Bryson as the winner on our picks sheet. That's good. You also on our Wednesday night show had Bryson. You said I'm I'm one Bryson forty percent. Well, and it, it, the problem was that I backed all those other stars, and that that's it's really what killed me everything else. <laughs> See, this is this is why you need to be dabbling in the outright markets because you got you get your guy Bryson. He's only twelve to one, but hey, that's covers a lot to of one. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do feel good about our sleepers, which I think you're going to get to here, Adam. Yeah, so my week here, the good is sleepers. Sorry, Craig, I wasn't going to talk about yours. I only got mine here, but you can piggyback off mine if you. Well, want. I saw that I saw the start of what you were going to say about the sleepers, and okay, I, so I feel like show, I was involved with that. I take great pride in our sleeper show. It's one of my favorite because you, you dig up you dig up all the stuff on the guys, and you and you build your case, you present your case. 
We were six of six. We've been on a little heater with our sleepers. Six of six from our show. Six of my six. Cut sleep- made, if that wasn't clear. Cut, cut made. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, my three sleepers were Bezadenhout, who went seventh. Keegan Bradley, who got tenth, uh, but was right up there. And Wallace, who had a, the best round of the day on Sunday and finished T18 for a top 20. So all three top 20. And I think, mm-hmm. Craig, you had a couple up there. Gim had a crazy round on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, most of mine faded as the week went on. But uh... yeah. So my bad is outrights. I'm the only brother that dabbles in both DFS and outrights. <laughs> and I haven't deposited an account in a while. I'm pretty proud about that. But in my, in my betting account for outrights, my back is up against the wall. I was hoping I even like I, I went super conservative this week. I'm like, I'm going to go Rory. And I'm going Rory each way. So even if he gets a top five, I'm getting something back. Guys, I'm, I need something at the players. I need a plan. I got a couple <laughs> units, we'll call it, quote-unquote, units left. Um, I got to figure out how to not make a deposit think, in two I weeks I think you here. can call them balloonies if you want. <laughs> we'll call them balloonies, whatever that is. So, like, do you want Sorry, super you... Sli- safe low return? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Sorry, I, I got so excited to knock my headphones out there. <laughs> Uh, my green though, I, I had a, I had a good week. Uh, WGC did not do well for me, but uh, Arnold Palmer did. The six of six through for DFS was about eleven, twelve percent. I had about thirty percent plus uh, through different contests. So good week, mild return as DFS. Looking for that big one, looking for that whale, but it'll come. It'll come. And Trust Adam, the don't process. Worry. In, in my experience, whenever your back's up against the wall, that's when you see you see clarity. Your mind is the sharpest. <laughs> Good things happen. Good things happen. <laughs> okay, guys, before we wrap up, anything else you want to say? No, no my voice so. is starting to get a little sore on me here, so... I think that's. I, I don't know if I've been talking a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. As we mentioned, huge week coming up. We have the Players Championship. Our preview is out now on YouTube. Go over to our YouTube channel. We're going to have a ton of great content there this week. So make sure you just subscribe. Grandstand Golf. Also, download the pod. Subscribe to the pod. Rate the pod. Leave a review on the pod. Leave a re- review. We'll talk about it at the top of the show. We'll treat you like a spo- uh, like Bryson treats a sponsor. We'll get you right at the top. <laughs> right off the top. <laughs> right off the top. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, good, ne- good luck next week. We'll catch you later. See ya. See you later, everybody. Yeah, have a good one, guys. See you next time.